Let's face it, we have all fallen for a quick fix, whether it's been with our health, maybe our business, our relationship. We've always searching for something to make it happen faster. But if we're honest with ourselves, that never actually works. And if we're even more honest with ourselves, there's somewhere in our life that we are actually playing the long game that we realize that we've embraced the fact that it's small steps taken that are going to get us to what we actually want. Today, my guest, Dr. Jessie Haymeyer, is a functional doctor, and her approach to health and wellness, weight loss, hormonal balance, blends science and heart. And let me tell you, this was right up my alley. You guys are going to love this episode. Dr. H shares with us what three of the most common root causes of weight loss resistance are, and she gives us tips and tangible things that we can actually start doing right now to alleviate these symptoms so we can start feeling better. So when we look five years into the future, we can actually make that success happen. This was a beautiful conversation. I know you are going to fall in love with Dr. H. You are going to love her gentle, gracious manner and just all of the wisdom she dropped on us today. Let us know what you think. Ask us any questions. Tag us in Instagram on your stories. We love having feedback. I'm so grateful for every single one of you. And I have one little tiny favor. If you wouldn't mind going to Apple Podcasts and giving In Total Alignment a review, five star would be great. (laughs) What this does is it helps get the podcast out into the world. It helps get it into the ears of more people. I have big, big goals for this podcast this year, and I just really need your help to have to have more people leaning in and learning from these incredible guests that I have on the show. So I would be so, so grateful if you could do that and have a listen to this one. You're going to actually need a notebook for this one because I know you're going to want to take notes. You're going to love this one. Welcome back to In Total Alignment with me, your host, Michelle File. Not too many years ago, I was far from feeling aligned in my life. I was stressed out, 80 pounds overweight, insecure, and happy, but really unhappy if that makes sense. Life was happening to me instead of me creating the life I desired. In one small twist of fate, almost eight years ago, after a 20-year career as a top 100 Aveda salon and spa owner, I completely changed the trajectory of my life. On my way to rising to the top of my network marketing company, I completely changed my mindset, spirituality, health, and finances. And this is where I get to share it all with you. I hope to bring you guests, experiences, insights, and conversations that will help you elevate your life too. Creating a holistic approach to success is my goal. Are you ready? Let's go. Jesse, thank you for coming today. I am so excited. Just we were just chatting a little bit before I clicked record and 
Well, we have so much in common because we just have a very similar mission. So I love bringing guests on the show that just feel so passionate about the same things as I. And I know my audience, just these women just like eat this stuff up. They're so excited about it. So thank you for taking the time to come and just share with us. And first, I would just love for you to sort of introduce yourself and tell my audience what you do and and how you help people specifically with their health. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for the warm welcome and for having me join you in your community here. Um, the admiration is mutual. I love what you're creating and I love the conversations you are bringing to the world. So thank you very much. <laughs> and um, yeah, so my name is Dr. Jesse Haymeyer and Really, what I do is I guide people in creating the health and vitality that they say is primary, is foundational to fully authoring their lives, to fully bringing their gifts to the world. So it lives for me like a truth, like gravity, you know, try and argue with it. You're not going to win, right? It lives for me like a truth that our health is foundational for fully living our lives, for fully authoring our lives. And so when I work with people, I engage in, you know, data-driven functional medicine. Also, I call that data-driven natural medicine. And it is a process of marrying heart and mind, right? Science and heart in moving through the three essentials we need to master anything in life which are information, inspiration, strategy, information, inspiration, strategy. And so it's this dance of these three elements that when I work with people, we move through these, through this journey over time, ultimately such that they are left both with the health outcomes that are most essential to them, as well as this real experience of being empowered, of freedom, of self-love, you know, really a whole new experience of their health and their lives. Oh, I almost have like shivers listening to you say this because where did we go wrong? Like, where did our society, like, I am sure I'm going to say women specifically. I know you work with men and women, but I'm going to say women because we're really bad for this. I'm sure they come to you. And even after hearing every beautiful word you just said, they still want a quick fix. Like, where did we go wrong in our society to think that we could quick fix our foundations of health? Well, there's so much we could say about that. <laughs> um, but I would say a few things. One is like, I mean, quick fixes are mesmerizing, like the myth of the quick fix, right? We've all been kind of grabbed by the myth of a quick fix and in different areas of our life and maybe some areas more than others, um, whether it's the get rich quick scheme or the, you know, be your best weight quick scheme or whatever it is, right? Like those quick fixes just naturally are, they're just so mesmerizing. We want to believe in them. It's like, you know, Tinkerbell, come on. Right. Um, but the truth is there is no such thing. And, you know, to your point, the more we can uh, just come to terms with that reality, then we can begin on a whole new journey that has a whole different experience, right? Because when people are 
engaging, believing that there's a quick fix and repeatedly finding out there's not, they feel like a failure. Like there's something wrong with me, right? God, why didn't this quick, why didn't the whole 30 work for me? Why didn't keto work for me? Why didn't intermittent fasting work for me? Well, guess what? It's not you. It's the paradigm you've been handed. It's that quick fix myth that is just that. So when people can see that, you know, usually over time, it takes practice. They can start to let go of that myth and start to move with kindness and um, resilience and a real curiosity, like what's going to make a difference for me? Yeah, it's so true. I mean, I was just thinking of myself in my business. <laughs> I remember, and I, I mean, I've had a pretty successful business, but even still, it's like I was perpetually doing, oh, she's doing this, she's doing this, she's doing this. Okay, I'll try this, I'll try this. I'll like pivot, I'll do this. And I'm like, actually, Michelle, it is the long-term game plan that always works. Why, like, you know, this with your health, why can't you just realize that this is how it is with everything? And I mean, it took me years to figure it out with my health. I tried all, I've tried all of those things that you said, plus 17 more. And I believe there's like little pieces in each of them that do actually work and may work for you. It's that we we try and put all our eggs in one basket because we think that's going to make it go faster. So well said. So well said. And that's true authorship. You know, getting that, okay, this from this approach works really well for me. And this from that approach works really well for me. And really starting to write your own book. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's called, you know, wisdom really. And we only get wisdom with time. I also really love the way you pointed to, you know, naturally getting that more readily, like the long game for health, that was more natural. And then in business, you learned it, it wasn't there initially, but it's helpful for people to see, okay, look at an area of your life where you, you don't even question the long game. You know, there are some of your listeners will, will be listening and saying like, oh yeah, no, I actually, I knew that in my career. I knew that in my, uh, you know, intimate relationship or, or in, you know, education. And so you already have different areas of your life where you have a level of mastery, where you have shown your ability and skill at taking the long game and authoring your path. And so it's taking those same skills and repurposing in this area of your life. Yeah. So true. Such a good point. Even parenting. I mean, (laughs) I don't know about anyone else, but I did not wake up knowing what to do (laughs) and still learning. It's not like I'm quitting because Delaney and I had a little argument last night. I'm not just quitting or starting something new. I'm just like progressing and like, okay, we learned from that. Yeah. it's, It's such a good point that there is somewhere in your life that you have actually realized and surrendered to the long game. So if you can take that thought and place it into wherever we're specifically talking about health today, get it. If you're still struggling with getting out of that quick fix mindset, take that and adopt that. I I love that. That's such a good way of looking at it because everyone's mastered that somewhere. Yes, definitely. Definitely. And I, I heard a quote a few months ago that I thought was so perfect and the quote was the only thing that doesn't get caught in a spider's web is the spider. 
And so that's really speaking to, right, weaving our own web, weaving our own story. And, um, you know, it always makes me laugh a little bit when someone arrives at, a, at a, an appointment, you know, virtual appointment and says, um, does this work? You know, fill in the blank. Does intermittent, intermittent fasting work? Does, you know, or what do you think of X, Y, Z? And, and it really is a game of engaging people in figuring out, okay, does it work for you? And, you know, that always starts with, okay, well, work for what? Like what outcome? Yeah, exactly. For sure. Now, I want you to talk about the common root causes of weight loss resistance. I think it's a really fascinating topic. And I think my listeners will really love hearing what those true root causes are, because I think we have a a thought of what they are. And typically from now my, like I shared with you, I've been in school. I mean, what I used to believe and what I know now is completely opposite. So I'd love for you just to dig into that topic a little bit. Totally, totally, totally. So the three most common physiological causes of weight loss resistance, you know, like why your metabolism might have its foot on the brake. Um, I'm going to do a little spoiler alert and let your audience know it's not your thyroid. Like it's probably not your thyroid. Okay. It could be your thyroid, but it's probably not. Probably. That's the best way yes. to say it. Right. Yes. And even if it's your thyroid, it's probably not just your thyroid. In other words, you know, uh, getting on level thyroxine or Synthroid or Cytomel or whatever, isn't going to quote unquote, solve it. So even, you know, and you definitely want to have your thyroid assessed. If you're like, my, the scale will not budge. I'm doing everything I know to do. You definitely want it thoroughly assessed. And that means not just one lab test, but I like at least five. So that's just me. Um, but beyond the thyroid, really the top three reasons why people aren't seeing the scale move, why they're struggling with their weight. The first one is elevated inflammation. So oftentimes someone will come to me and they'll say, I feel inflamed. They'll say, uh, and then I'll say, you know, tell me how it's showing up in your body. They'll say, oh, my joints ache or I'm bloated or my skin's red. They'll say whatever's there for them. And the thing is, sometimes inflammation has symptoms and sometimes it doesn't have any. So whether someone has symptoms of inflammation or not, I'm always going to measure their inflammatory load if they're struggling with their weight. I'll measure it for a lot of other reasons too. But inflammation, we can measure it in many different ways. The top area, top labs I use to measure inflammation are HSCRP, HSCRP, that stands for high sensitivity C-reactive protein. Um, and then the second one is homocysteine. So HSCRP and homocysteine. So that first one, inflammation, when inflammation is elevated, it is totally going to interfere with your metabolism, right? It's just, you know, you are pushing a rock uphill over and over and over again, if that inflammation is elevated. So number one is inflammation. Number two is compromised insulin sensitivity. And to say a little bit more about that, there's a, a very big difference between lab normal and suboptimal insulin, right? So lab normal insulin levels usually are 19 or less, right? So now go up to the upper end of, of normal fasting insulin is 19. I like to see it below eight. So if you're above eight or even creeping up towards eight, I'm thinking about 
your insulin sensitivity. And when insulin sensitivity is out of whack, um, fundamentally, you're going to be producing more insulin. Insulin is a hormone that communicates to your body. You've been, you've been fed, store fuel, store fat. So when your insulin sensitivity is suboptimal, you're going to have a really tough time losing weight. The third reason that metabolism will be slowed down. So first we have inflammation. Second, we have suboptimal insulin sensitivity. The third one, very technical terms here, detox gunked up, detoxification pathways gunked up, right? Yeah. And, you know, the thing is like the word detox is so chic, right? If you create a supplement, you put detox on it, you're selling it, period, right? Because um, people love that word, right? But the thing is... Um, detoxification is an actual, their physiological processes. There are multiple phases of detoxification and it's not just the toxins we encounter are in our environment that go through those detox, detox pathways. So yes, it is true. The toxins we encounter go through those detox pathways, but so too do our hormones. So to do the microbes in our body. Um, so all kinds of things go through our detox pathways. And when they're not running smoothly, then we're going to accumulate toxins, which are going to interfere with our ability to lose weight. They're going to interfere with our sex hormones, which obviously interferes with our ability to lose weight. Um, all kinds of things, right? So Big three things that get in the way of weight loss. If your weight loss is stalled, the three things you want to be thinking about are, is my inflammation elevated? Number one. Number two, how is my insulin? Is it in its sweet spot range under eight? And then number three, detox pathways. And there are a lot of different ways I assess detox pathways. There's never one specific way. So that becomes a little bit more complex to guide people on, you know, how to determine if detox is, is gucked up. But, you know, one thing you could just be candid with yourself and say, how much am I drinking? You know, if, yeah. if you know that alcohol is getting a little slippery for you, then you do know there are more toxins in your body than ideal. And that's with zero judgment. That's just being able to see, okay, this is, I think about the, I, I call them opportunities to elevate, yeah. right? This is an area, an opportunity to elevate. Okay, great. Good to see. Mm -hmm. Well, first off, I just want to say how smart I feel because I understood every word you just said. <laughs> that oh year God. of school was so worth my time. Yes, <laughs> but, for sure. But second thing I want to say and be really honest with everyone, I just went through uh, a whole, well, I sat at the blood clinic for three and a half hours and did a whole bunch of labs to get myself very much figured out. Because I'm struggling a little bit with migraines that have just come on in the last six months, and I just couldn't seem to nail it myself. So I went to a, a functional doctor here in Canada, whatever. But my insulin is a little out of whack. Like when I looked at the blood test, I was like, well, that's okay. And then Dr. Sarah was like, nah. -uh. And she said the exact same thing as you. So no judgment, right? Like at first I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. I don't want anyone to know. I'm supposed to know what I'm doing, but so many things play a part, like stress levels, cord like there's just so many nuances. Absolutely. To Nutrient insufficiencies, which yes. is different than a deficiency, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. 
So our body is amazing. It's very complex. <laughs> it is so complex. And that's kind of where I want to go next. We can sit here and we can say, I mean, ideally, everyone listen, message Jesse and start working with her. Like that would be ideal, right? But the truth is, not everyone can do that. Um, so what how can we make it so it is so complex, but not everyone can spend all this money to go get like the tests I just had done. So how can we actually help people sort of work on these three steps in a more simplified way that doesn't make it feel so overwhelming? I mean, when I look at my journey, I look at like 20 years of like all these little steps stacking on each other until I actually decided to go to school for it and then decided to make an appointment with a functional doctor. So, but there was so many steps in between that led me to that. So if we're thinking about someone that's listening to this and saying, yeah, I know something's out of whack. I'm being honest with myself. How can they make some simple starts? Yes. So what I'd like to guide, you know, your listeners through is why, what, how, why, what, how, okay. And, you know, mostly, and, you know, most of us as a whole, really like jumping into the what and the how, maybe even the what more than the how, but like, what do I need to do? How do I grow my business? You know, like that kind of thing. What? Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I cannot overstate how essential it is to get connected to your why, because there is a real power in getting clear in your why when you have your why and you have your what, the how becomes more accessible. The why plus the what allows the how to become more accessible. Okay. So um, I'm actually, I'm going to invite your listeners, you know, if you're provided that you're not driving, um, take out a pen and paper or your, or your, you know, if you like to type on a computer, that's fine too. Uh, But I'm going to invite you to answer a question or, or kind of tell a story is maybe a better way to say it. And The story you're going to be telling is going to involve a little bit of time traveling. So I'd like you to time travel to the five-year future. Okay, so it's five years from now. Five years from now, I'll be 51, which makes me laugh. Um, But so five years from now, and your health and vitality is as you intend and desire they occur. Okay, so your body, like you feel great you look great, you know, maybe it's your digestion or your skin that's on your mind, your hormones, whatever it is, it's all handled, right? Your health is as you intend it be in this five-year future. And I'd like you to actually tell this story of what it is to be you in the world with your health handled. You might talk about what it is to get dressed in the morning or how you move about your day with confidence and ease, or how you're able to fully connect and be present and contribute more profoundly with those in your life. You know, what you're feeling is about yourself, really feeling proud and empowered. And, you know, anything else that's there for you. So I really invite you to do this work of getting very clear on your intention. For your health in your life. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And when I work with people one-on-one or in groups, I work with them and guide them through a 
uh, a process that I call creating your vision of vitality. And it starts with this first prompt. So uh, all of your listeners, you know, whether you're doing it right now or you're going to do it at the end of our conversation, I really invite you to get clear and tell the beautiful story mm-hmm. of your intention for your health and your life. Okay, so there's that. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I can yeah. see going through your whole day. I mean, one thing that popped up in my mind, if I was like 10 years ago, Michelle, would be, you know, not always going for the junk food, like not celebrating something with junk food. That is something I did 10 years ago all the time. It was the first reaction if I was feeling any sort of emotion. And it took me a long time to get past it. But that could it could be as simple as that. Like, I actually fill my water bottle every morning instead of grabbing coffee first or like those simple things that actually make such a difference. Yes. Beautifully said. And I love, thank you for sharing what you shared about how it used to be with, you know, food for you, like junk food, like, yeah. And you know, like, what's it like for you, Michelle, to not be owned by that anymore? It is amazing. Actually every night. So my biggest leap actually for years and years and years, I had something before I went to bed, like literally in bed with something. And then, you know, four or five years ago, I started hearing like, that's silly to do. Like, you're not actually hungry. Your body needs to digest. Like all all the science behind why having something to eat maybe wasn't the best idea. And it wasn't that I was actually having bad, you know, bad food, junk low food. Low nutrient. Yes, yeah. low nutrients. Thank you. I was having actually healthy stuff, but I knew I didn't need it. I wasn't hungry. So that is something every night now, I still am like, you are such a rock star, Michelle. Like you ate supper and, and closed the kitchen because you don't need anything more. You've been able to add things into your life journaling, you know, doing a meditation at night, just chatting and watching a show with my daughter versus like eating. And I honestly, like, it is still one of my (laughs) personal biggest accomplishments. I love it. It really, it sounds so simple and silly to some people, but honestly, it was a big, big, big deal for me. Yeah. Yeah. And well, you deserve to be proud of yourself, right? It really took something to, to master that. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Beautiful. Beautiful. So yes. So really stepping into that five-year future and, you know, for you, Michelle, you don't have to share right now, but you might think about, okay, so five years from now, Mm -hmm. what is your intended Mm -hmm. experience of your health, yourself and your life? You know, what is that? You know, you've come so look at, you look back 10 years ago versus where you are now, like cartwheels, yay. And what else, you know? So that's the why. Right. And then the next is the what? Okay. So for those of you listening, right. Okay. If, we're, if I, you know, I'm not working with you one-on-one, that's fine. But I would suspect that you already know some actions that would make a difference for you. Right. If, if you tend to snack late at night or, you know, like you were sharing, it sounded to me, Michelle, like you just needed to find some new ways to self-nurture. That's great. Great. You've, you created some new ways. You got very clear on some new tools in your toolkit. So, you know, maybe, you know, that the late night snacking is uh, really something in the what category that reducing that would make a difference. Or maybe, you know, that um, 
filling your plate with more vegetables would make a difference, right? So there's the yes and the less category you could dance in. For a lot of people, it's most helpful to start in the yes, right? Because the the less part sometimes can trigger that old broken, all or nothing. Oh, I've got to give it up forever, which isn't true, right? So starting with that yes, you know, kind of surveying things that you already know would be useful for your health and your life, whether it's, uh, you know, a half a plate of vegetables daily or a half a plate twice daily, really start where you are. You know, there, there's no such thing as a step that is too small. Um, maybe it's making sure your omega-3 fatty acids are in their sweet spot, right? You can do that. Uh, there are blood tests you can do, but you could also just simply put focus on making sure you're getting omega-3 rich foods three to five times a week. Um, maybe for you on the less part, maybe you know that sugar and simple carbs, you struggle with those, right? You struggle with putting a cap on those. And you, maybe you could create a game around that. Um, or again, like we talked about earlier, alcohol. So it's just to say that for, for many people, they're already clear about some what's, some things that would move them towards that intended future, right? It's all about your why, some things that would move them towards that intended future. And then the how, really getting that, okay, this is going to take some creativity. One of the hows that I find to be really true for people that's useful is making sure they're connecting their why, making sure on a daily basis, they're setting aside time in the morning to connect with, I call it your vision of vitality, right? Your intention for your health and your life, because it's in those quiet times when you can really rewire your brain and get a heartfelt connection to it. And then you're going to have a better chance of bringing some of the that with you when you're in the social setting, that just naturally the environment doesn't it challenges our mindfulness, right? And and if that's where you tend to struggle, where it's a lot where a lot of people struggle, it's like, okay, where's my home base? How can I get reconnected to my why? What are some strategies here? Okay, I'm gonna start with a tall glass of sparkling water instead of the first cocktail right? Um, I'm going to move the breadbasket to the other side of the table. Um, I'm going to keep the, the, the thing I cannot resist. I'm going to keep it out of my house, right? I'm just not going to argue with my truth, right? So, so really getting, you know, with that how, the, the one how most people have been handed is willpower. They think like, oh, there's something wrong with me. I don't have enough willpower. You know, willpower is a delicate tool. And, you, you know, you might need to use it once in a while, but if it's the only tool you're using, it's going to break. And so we need to make sure you're tooled up. You have other thing, tools in your toolkit that you can grab for. Yeah, I love I use that analogy in my business all the time that. It's not just one thing, you guys. It is like 20 years of stuff in this toolbox. And I just like randomly pull the stuff out when I need it. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Because that it's the truth. There's been many things that have worked amazing. It, you know, when I was 215 pounds, I started just by going for like a short little walk every day. Well, I actually still do that. You know, it's still, you know, 70 pounds less. I still actually use that habit because for 
it was the first thing to kind of give me energy and make me feel like I could do something. Now it's actually a de-stressor and something that I can use for a different part of my life, but it's still a habit. It's still like one of those tools in my toolbox. And another thing that came to mind, one question that I, I don't say it to myself as much as I used to, but I would say, what would the healthiest version of me do right now? And, you know, if I was at a restaurant and I'm looking at the menu and everyone's ordering chicken wings and things that I'm not going to lie, like, sure, I still could sit and eat a whole pizza too. Like, it's not like I don't like the taste of it. It's not like you don't, you, you know, in some things you're always going to like them, but what's my, what's the healthiest version of Michelle going to do right now? Is she going to maybe have pizza and salad instead of just pizza? Is she like, and then there's all these little options that the healthiest version of me can choose from. I have to use that still a lot in cooking, home cooking. I don't love cooking. Um, I don't love the kitchen. I don't love the mess. It's just like, I don't naturally love it. So around four o'clock in the afternoon, I often have to say to myself, what would the healthiest version of Michelle do for herself and her family right now? Mm. And the answer is typically go downstairs. It's not that big of a deal. You pulled chicken out, get the meal ready versus feeding your family eggs again (laughs) or takeout or, you know, to some people it's fast food and takeout. That's not us at all, but it's kind of like, Oh, we're having eggs again because mom got lazy. So it's like, no, the healthiest version the person that's going to make me the most proud is the one that's going to go down and, and make X, Y, Z. So that's helpful for anyone, but that really does help me. Yes. And, and similarly, I would say same question, just said a little differently that I encourage people to engage on is what is the best game I can play right now? Like, what is the best game I can play right now? And where you might even say, I'm willing to play right now. You know, and so just engaging in that, to your point, like that inquiry with yourself and leaning into your wisdom, you know, people come up with all kinds of cool solutions when they really are honest with themselves and and connected to their intentions and come from that, right? Come from the, how can I approach? Um, And, you know, to your point, Michelle, like, I mean, I, I can, I really can't think of a time where I thought to myself, gosh, I just can't wait to chop vegetables. Like I never feel like chopping vegetables, but it doesn't matter because I know I'm going to chop vegetables. You know, now I come up with like little tricks, right? Okay. I know it takes a lot less time to chop a zucchini than it takes to chop up broccoli. So I'll chop the broccoli on Sunday and the zucchini on a work Wednesday, you know, like that. And then there are times where I'll say, you know what? I just don't have the bandwidth. I'm going to buy, you know, those, that broccoli already made looks great. I'm going to go with that, you know? So, you know, encouraging people to like, I love what you said, right? Okay. You don't have to love to cook, but you, to get new outcomes, you do need new actions. So maybe you can skin that cat a different way, but um, there are certain nutritional shifts that will be required to get the outcomes you're committed to. You can figure out how you're going to make them happen in a, in different ways, but um, it, you don't have to love it. You do not have to love it to get the outcome. I mean, you know, um, have you ever, I'll, I'll ask you something that I'm pretty sure I know the answer to. 
Have you ever had to clean up your child's vomit? Oh, yes. <laughs> did you like doing that? No, did not. <laughs> right. like doing that. Oh my God. Would you ever not do it? Of course you were going to do it. You were never going to not do it. You know? Okay. That's a little extreme, but you know, you get the point, right? You don't yeah. have to love it. You just have to be deeply devoted to the outcomes. Yeah. Yeah. And that just goes right back to your first step. You have to know why. And I think every single podcast interview I do, and this is why I know my guests are so aligned with me, it always comes back to awareness. It doesn't matter if we're talking about health, business, or whatever people are on here for. It always comes back to inner wisdom and awareness. And if you allow yourself to stop searching out the quick fixes, stop panicking and needing something to happen right away, and slow down and listen to yourself. Yes, we're always going to need people like you, myself, like we're always going to need help. But our own inner awareness and inner wisdom has a lot of really good answers. You know, if you're if you're being honest and saying, why am I not like, why am I waking up tired? My joints are hurting. I, all I can do is eat snacks every couple hours because I'm so, so hungry. Like we know that's not normal. Every, if we would stop, stop enough and slow down enough, we know that's not normal. And we all do have intuitive minds like, okay, maybe just drinking more water would help a little bit. And it actually will, or adding some vegetables, it will help like all those little, little things can make such a huge difference in how people feel. And at the end of the day, that has to be the goal. Feeling good. Yes, I mean, when absolutely. You, when you said five years, well, I'm going to be 53. So I want to feel, well, better than I, I would love to feel better than I do right now, actually. And I feel actually pretty dang good. But I, do, I don't awesome. want to go backwards just because we're getting older. You know, I absolutely. think, do you think that that's something that people just accept. And it's kind of ridiculous that as we get older, we're just going to progressively feel worse, more tired while well, you gain five pounds every year as you get older anyways. Like, do we just accept it? Do, well, that- I, I mean, I, I think there's a decent amount of resignation, right? There is, you know, a lot of people who are resigned to like, that's the future, right? Mm-hmm. Inevitable future. But mostly because they have been given this, you know, broken paradigm around health and vitality, right? That, you know, vitality goes down as we age and, um, you know, they're, they're, as we age, we can expect to see signs that we are aging, right? You know, just like you would expect that, that your, how old your daughter Yes. How old's your yeah. daughter? She's 11. Uh, okay. Do you think she's going to look different in five years? <laughs> A lot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, right. And so will we, you know, maybe not as drastically as like the difference between 11 year old and a 16 year old. Right. But, but still, right. We will look different and, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. That's natural. That's normal, but it also, you know, and we can certainly preserve our vitality, our energy and and, you know, age with grace, with gentleness when we care for ourselves, right? So, you know, there's a lot we could say about how our culture is set up. And part of that being, um, you know, we come from a history of um, 
solution, right? And so our, our culture leans on, it's starting to shift a little bit, but leans on the solution being medicine or surgery. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, that's, that's all kind of mixed into what people are given, right? They, they don't go to, a an annual exam when they're a child and get, be, begin an educational process on how to care for their body. Mm-hmm. They go and they get import, you know, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. So that's a conversation, you know, someone else couldn't engage in, but, you know, they go and they get certain care from their pediatrician. That's really important, but unfortunately they don't begin, you know, wouldn't it be so cool if kids entered into a relationship with doctors who educated them about how to care for their bodies in their house like that would be amazing I know I know I know I mean I'm so grateful that I'm able to teach Delaney my daughter the stuff that I know because I I mean I don't blame my parents they just didn't know any different they knew nothing different so it's nothing to do with them it's just the society the way the age we grew up in but I put a little note in Delaney's lunch bag every single day. And I decided once a week, so usually it's like a quote or have a great day or be kind, like usually stuff like that. But once a week, I started putting a little nutrition tip in. And last week it was just make sure you have a balanced meal because she has two lunches and this one lunch box. So I wanted to get her away from like, having the Sam, you know, having the one thing and then leaving the cookies and the friggin' whatever chips for the end. I said, make sure it's balanced. You know, I'm not opposed to you having some treats in your lunch. Yes, you should, but try to have this, a a protein a this. and, And I named what each thing was in her lunch because it just dawned on me. I didn't know that stuff. And if I can start talking to her now, oh my gosh, it's going to be so much easier. She's not going to have to go through that whole 20 year situation that I did having to learn this stuff from scratch. And it's absolutely, yeah, yeah. It's, it's too bad that the society just, we weren't more like that all the time. I think it's getting better though. I do think it's getting better. I do. I, you know, I, I, I work with some younger people, mostly, you know, the people who I work with are full on adults, but every, every once in a while I'll work with a kiddo and, um, it's really cool. It's not it, like, I hear signs that things are shifting mm-hmm. and it, it, it is very exciting. Now, how can people work with you? I mean, you told me you're actually living in Switzerland right now, which is so cool. You'll have to come back for another podcast on that. But um, I know most of your business must be done virtually, but how can people find you, work with you? When would be an instance that you would be really helpful for, uh, you know, what kind of stuff are they struggling with that you really like to help with? Yeah. So to answer that last question first, the three things that I work with people on the most one is sustained weight loss mastery. Two is all things digestion, right? Whether that's constipation or diarrhea or bloating or acid reflux, all those things. And then three is this whole world of hormones gone wackadoodle, whether that's around um, menstrual cycles being absent or too frequent or heavy or awful PMS, you know, cramping, things like that whether that's around fertility or whether it's showing up as acne and skin stuff, um, 
you know, hot flash world, all that jazz. Um, so those are the three things that are, are, are pretty, I, I certainly see some outlier stuff, but those are pretty common. And then in the way of opportunities to work together, um, if you are interested, please feel free to schedule a complimentary 30 minute consultation. You can do that on my website, wellempowered.com. And then if after that conversation, you choose that working together is a good fit, make sure you let me know where you heard about Well Empowered and Me because you will get a 10% discount, oh, a la Michelle. Um, and, and then lastly, I will be launching a pilot program for those who are committed to weight loss mastery. And either you know you just do better in a group setting or you just feel like it might be more accessible financially, I'm going to be launching a pilot weight, six month weight loss uh, uh, mastery program in April. And it would be such a pleasure to uh, work with, with some of your, your listeners. I think that's such a, it sounds so cool. Your pilot project. I, I really believe in community. I know when I was going through my weight loss, journey, you know, the biggest kind of chunk of it, getting the weight off. It's a whole other maintaining is a whole other thing, but really getting that off. I did have a community and gosh, the support and just the accountability and feeling motivated and just surrounding yourself with, with other people that are feeling what you're feeling, because sometimes the people at home aren't supportive or the friends think you're crazy or, you know, and just having people in your circle, what's that quote? You're the sum of the five people you surround yourself with, right? So having people in your circle that really get what you're doing is so beneficial. So I think your your pilot project sounds really, really incredible. So we will definitely share all of those links and um, goodies in the notes, in the show notes. So make sure you go there. Also follow Jesse on Instagram. It's Is it at Jess? What's your Instagram? Uh, it, it, my Instagram is well empowered. Right. I do have my personal Instagram, which is well empowered with Dr. H, which you'll be able to see photos of Switzerland there, but feel free to follow <laughs> me in any either place. But well empowered is, yeah. is where I live professionally. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was, I was scouring that page yesterday and you have so many great, even if you just want to go and get some more resources and some more inspiration of little things that you can do. You're giving so much value over there. Is that where you like people to kind of communicate with you or is it better to reach out through your website? So either one works. Website is great. If you would like to engage, you know, if you're, if you would like to schedule a 30 minute complimentary consultation through my website is best. And if you're just kind of curious or not quite ready, but would like to, just like Michelle was saying, gather some more information, gather some more inspiration and strategies. Instagram, um, it's always my pleasure to to be a resource for people there. Oh, that's great. Now, one last question. I always like to ask everyone this because I'm, I love books and I love researching and learning. So if you had maybe two books that have really helped your patients or even yourself, when we're thinking in terms of weight loss, hormones, that kind of stuff. Do you have two that kind of come to mind quickly? Oh my gosh. I'm getting <laughs> you two. Probably have 200. But... I know it's so true. It's so true. It's so true. Okay. So the first thing I will say is I can't even think of a specific one, but Mark Hyman has lots of great books, right? So I'm always a big fan of Mark Hyman. He does great work, very, uh, really awesome work. So Mark Hyman, number one, the second one I'm going to say is 
The Wisdom of No Escape by an author, a woman named Pema Chodron, P-E-M-A-C-H-O-D-R-O-N. And um, I actually, uh, I don't, you know, this is Pema Chodron. She is, I'm showing Michelle a picture of Pema mm-hmm. Chodron. I don't know if you, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but she was the first American born Buddhist nun. And um, she was married twice and divorced twice. And after her second divorce, she was like, oh my God, I'm doing something wrong. And so long story short, she made her way to Buddhism. She's now in her eighties. And I share her backstory because what I love and adore about her is that she manages to convey wisdom and Buddhism works with any religious belief. It's, you know, really a philosophy. It can work with any religious belief. And she conveys the wisdom with such compassion and relatability because she's lived like a normal person, you know, um, and um, humor. So I, I, I love all of her books, but that that's a great one. So the wisdom of no escape, the wisdom of no escape. I swear every single podcast episode, I'm going to Amazon right after. (laughs) I I have so many books, but that's amazing. That sounds like such a, you know, inspiring story. I love that, that kind of stuff that just has so much wisdom to it. I mean, people are so gracious in sharing and being so vulnerable and then helping the next generation see and hopefully learn from their experiences. So those kind of books are amazing. Dr. H, Jesse, this has been amazing. This has been so informative. I, I What I love is when people can walk away with some actually tangible tips, but also know where to go if they need to lean into a little bit more support. And you just did that really beautifully. And I appreciate you taking the time for being with us today. And you guys go follow Dr. H. Make sure you reach out to her. I know she'd be happy to help you and support you. All right. I know you guys loved that one. It's powerful. I hope you took away some really valuable inspiration and some things that you can actually start implementing into your own life. As always, I appreciate you guys so much. I would love if you would subscribe to this show and also leave a review. Five star would be awesome. No, honestly, I just appreciate hearing what you take away from this show and how it's helping you. I just I just really love hearing from you guys. Make sure you're following me at Michelle File on Instagram and Michelle Moore File on Facebook. I love when you guys send me messages. I love when you tag me in your stories. It's just so fun to see that some of you are really getting some really great information from these shows and these incredible guests that I'm having on. I hope you have an awesome week and we'll see you next Wednesday.